Welcome everyone to the Christian Bible Study Ministry podcast. Um, today we'll, we will be reading from 1 John in the 5th chapter, verses 1 through 13. Um, before I go any further, I want to say that uh, uh, I hope that this program is a source of blessings uh, to anyone who listens and that uh, especially given everything that's going on in the world right now, everybody's, you know, scared over this uh, viral pandemic. And uh, I, I want to pray that uh, the blessings of Christ will be upon you and that um, whatever's going on right now, I pray that people would remember that uh God has control over all things. You know, this stuff did not catch him off guard. He knows, he knew ahead of time that this was going to happen. And so that uh, he has already been there and prepared our way for us. So just think about that. Um, like I said, today we'll be reading from First John, the fifth chapter down through verse 13. Um, what do you have? You know, do you have life from believing what God has said about Christ? Or do you call him a liar? This is something that we will look at today. Um, we will start with verse 1. <clears throat> uh, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And every one that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. You know, wow, that's a powerful statement. Whosoever believeth, you know, anyone who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, anyone who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and those, and those who love Christ love also the Father which begat him. You know, Jesus said, you know, anyone who comes to him and has faith in him, they are his. And so, and they all, and if they're his, then they also belong to the Father. Verses 2 through 3. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. You know, um, we love God so we keep his commandments. You know, we truly believe the record he gave us so we will want to keep his commandments. You know, we won't always keep them, you know, because we still sin. You know, some, I guess you could say more than others. But we still want to press on, you know. It's like, you don't quit. You know, his commands are not grievous, we are told. Again, we won't always keep them. But the most important is the command 
to believe, and I think that is borne out through the, the entirety of this passage here, you know, we are commanded to believe, and belief is certainly not a grievous command. Um, you love God so that his commands, you know, the command, you know, to, to love your neighbor as yourself, your brother and sister in Christ and others, you know, basically as you would want to be loved yourself. You love them so that loving them is not actually burdensome. You know, it's not a burden. You know, you won't really consider it to be a burden to uh, do things for them that they need, whatever that might be. Or even if they need things that they don't like, you know, whatever that might be, you know, you do what is best for them by what God has told you. Verse 4, verses 4 through 5, actually. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? You know, we overcome just by our very belief, you know, we've overcome death. The world, I guess you could say, is death. It is full of death. It is sin. And by our very belief, we have overcome this. What is amazing is that this faith is given to us it's not even ours, if you think about it. And it. You know, it's like having a free sword given to you. You know, uh, you conquer with something that you did not even buy. It was bought for you by the death of Christ. His death bought us our faith. All we have to do is to accept that faith, which is the gift of eternal life. Your faith in Christ is eternal life. And it is free of charge to you and to everyone else. But it cost Christ everything. It cost him his life. Verse 6. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is truth. You know, Jesus was both man and God. He died and through his resurrection, we have the fact that the spirit is truth and does not lie. Verse seven. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the father, the word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. You know, what this says is, it says here that the Trinity bears witness to all this, that Christ is the Messiah. And I think that is a very nice way to sum that verse up. In verse 8, we are t it says, And there are three that bear witness in the earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. The blood of Christ that was spilled bears witness to his love. 
the fact that he died for us and laid down his life for us, that bears witness to his love. The Spirit bears witness to his truth. You know, the Spirit convicts us of our need for salvation and of our sinfulness and our own inability to deal with sin, our sin debt. And the water testifies to the truthfulness of Christ's ministry. Uh, the custom being at that time that the uh, uh, baptism, that, or that someone who was beginning their ministry would be baptized, which Jesus was, uh, in the River Jordan by John. And so he had a ministry. His entire ministry was for him to die for us so that the Spirit would be able to convict us of our need for uh, salvation, which only comes through the death of Christ. Verse 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. Verse 10. He, believeth, he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. If you believe Christ is the Son of God, you have the witness, the Spirit within you. He has given residence within you and is your seal, your proof of ownership. He is your proof that God owns you. And to refuse to believe this is to call God a liar. You know, if the Holy Spirit draws you to salvation then and if you refuse then you then you've called God a liar verse 11 and this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life and this life is in his son verse 12 he that hath life he that hath the son hath life and he that hath not the son of God hath not life verse 13 these things have I written unto you that you believe that that excuse me these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God you know in Christ there is life and it is found in no one else the entire testimony given to us is that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and we are given this record so that we may believe and also know that we have eternal life in Christ uh, I want to take a minute here before we close this program today, and I want to give you my own uh, record, my own testimony. Uh, I remember this. It was uh, very, I remember this very clearly. Uh, May 8th, 1999. Uh, I remember that day I was being... Uh, I was at home by myself, and uh, I was 15 years old. You know, I had, I had had questions about what the real deal was with God and, you know, what happens when you die and just, just all that. I had been raised in a uh, Christian uh, upbringing. You know, my parents uh, wanted to make sure that we were 
uh, exposed to the Bible. You know, they put us in uh, a Christian school. You know, but I still had, I, I still had questions about everything. And I remember one day, I was probably, I think I was in like eighth grade, and I just prayed to God. I said, you know, whatever the deal is, you know, if there is a certain way that you want that there is that I have to come to you, you know, whether it be God, you know, Jesus or Muhammad or anything, then I have faith that before it is too late that you would uh, show me. And well, then come May 8th, 1999, I'll never forget it. Um, all of a sudden, I just had to, it was just impressed upon me to turn it to, uh, I think, I think it was TBN. Yeah, it was TBN. I don't know who the, I don't know who the preacher was on there, but I remember very clearly, uh, the message that he was preaching. And that was that, uh, you know, he said, Satan will get people mixed up about where they're going when they're, when they die, you know. He will have, you know, he said he will have Christians thinking they're going to hell and he will have lost people thinking they're going to heaven. And for about 20 minutes, I listened to him. I listened to this message and uh, during that 20 minutes, it was just like I have never, I never felt anything like it before in my life. I was overwhelmed with the presence and the power of God. That His spirit just overcome me with just this this awesome feeling of love and I would say compassion and I knew right then and there that at that moment that what was happening to me was that uh, Jesus Christ was asking to come into my life and uh I got, I was brought down to my knees, you know, and, uh, I just cried and cried and I did the only, I did, you know, I did what I knew was the right thing to do. I didn't fully understand what was happening, I think, necessarily, but, uh, I yielded. I just said, Lord, I'm yours. And ever since that day, my soul has been indwelt by the Holy Spirit. And uh, I'll, not, I'll never forget this. My mom came home from shopping or wherever she was at, and she was, son, what happened? I said, mama, I got saved. And the first words out of, <laughs> the first words out of her mouth was, we're going to church next Sunday. So that uh, is something that, is forever uh in my in my brain you know and that uh i'm glad for that day i've never regretted that day since then and uh that is my record that is my testimony of how i got saved and um uh, I just want to pray this right now. As, Lord, if there's anyone who's listening to this, you know, I pray that they would 
if they don't have Christ, I pray that they would see the need for salvation. I pray that you would work on them. Or even if it's someone who's listening to this who knows somebody who needs Christ, I pray that you would work on them also. And just in order for whatever other needs uh, are present out there, whether they be spiritual or physical or whatever the problem is, I pray that you would work on those needs for whoever is listening. And uh, I pray that you would bless all who are listening to this with opportunities to serve you and to just have all their problem that just have their problems answered you know lord and uh i pray that uh your spirit would just work on everybody and it's in jesus christ's name i pray this amen and uh, folks, that is it for this program today, and I pray that God will bless you. And it's in Christ's name, amen.